should have audio. Oh, <laughs> that wasn't on me. What we have here for is for the record. I hit the right button. What I don't understand is when we did the test to to check the latency. Can we just? Hey, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, boys and girls. World. This time we have sound. We are here. We are on time. And uh, we don't need to tell the story about the lady changing her clothes at the stoplight because we already told that story. And I kept thinking as I was talking. I didn't talking, see this. You saw this. As I was talking, I believe I thought, your your direct quote was, "I can't stop looking." It was it was not pleasing to the eyes. It was like, "How do you?" Not see if she's going to be done before the light changes. It was. It was an interesting morning. Andrew, yesterday was my. One of my worst. It was your personal nightmares. nightmare. I've, I've literally had nightmares with this scenario. If someone said to me, Andrew, you know Tim better than most people in the history of the world, what is something that he fears most? I would say clearly. He fears having a giant tech, specifically internet, issue on a Sunday morning. It is the reason we were pre-recording for weeks and weeks It's and the weeks. reason you claimed you were pre-recording for weeks and weeks. I am terrified of our internet dying when we're supposed to go live, and we were 45 minutes before service, and my key volunteer said, our internet is dead. Yesterday was Sunday. And this, right here, this is the morning after. It sure is. Welcome to the Morning After Ministry Show, a caffeine-fueled look back on the week and ministry that was. Well, good morning, Internet Land. My name is Andrew. And I am Timothy A. Miller. And just so you know, according to a very scientific poll, there are people that call us the second best podcast in all of the Tampa Bay area. Do you remember that when we thought we were going to win Best of the Bay and we came in second? And then you blamed me because I didn't vote 15 times a day for three months straight. And you didn't. You voted like twice total. But do you know what? This fall, I'll make sure you're on it. I appreciate that. That's Dylan's full-time job once the fall comes. Hey, Dylan, what are you doing? (laughs) Dylan is in the room. We are going to get Dylan on the show very, very soon. Dylan is... The youth pastor here at Safety Harbor Community, Community Church. Church. That was harmony. We planned that. We're looking forward to having Dylan on the show. Really, I just want to know what it's like to work with and for. I bought him coffee the other day. Andrew Larson. We are there any expectations? Yes, the expectations are don't suck and don't do anything stupid. Okay, it's really nice. My wife and I have talked at length over the past few days of how nice it is to have someone who is that hard working and and it's just nice Tommy, i feel bad Tommy because i know what we're paying him snake clowns for my biggest fear no snake no. clowns are terrifying but internet issues on a sunday morning we when you're supposed to go live so that is a problem the other day my son comes running into the house and says dad there's a snake there's a snake we go out on the pool deck and there's about a four foot black racer there there was a snake there's harmless snakes they don't do much so we take the pool net and we, you know, we get the snake into the net. Sure. And then I take it into the house to terrify my wife because I'm a horrible person. Yes, you are. Also, the snake was very angry and was striking at everything. So my wife freaks out because we've got, you know, the skimmer pole with the net and the snake in it. Um, and so we, we go into the house. And so then we go to let the snake out in the front yard, even though we sure. gathered it in the backyard. And it scampers up this tree that we have in our front yard. So about half an hour later, Landon is on Facebook Messenger Kids talking to one of his classmates from his public elementary school. Mm-hmm. And he's saying to this boy, hey, are you a Christian? And I'm thinking, is my son, like, evangelizing right now? Where is this going? Is my son witnessing to this boy from his class? And I was so proud. And I was like, buddy, what, what were you talking to your friend about? And he said, oh, I was just making sure he knew the story of Adam and Eve because I named the snake Satan because it was in the tree, and I wanted him to know that I had a new pet named Satan. Oh, boy. <laughs> but he had to make sure that the kid got the reference. You want to understand, yeah. To, you know. It's important to understand the it's reference. It's important to know the reference. When you tell someone you have a pet named Satan. Yes, who's a snake living in a tree. The many um, adventures of living in a Larson house. It's exciting. It's compelling. It's just good. Andrew, my so, heart was not only racing, it was just sinking. I, I knew. So tell the I story. Go back. Hit the rewind machine. I showed up to church well in advance, as I always do, unlike some people, on a Sunday morning. I was here at 
for a 10 o'clock service. Of course, Dylan pulled in like two seconds behind me, which was like, oh, wow. He either works way harder than I do or I'm late. Just, but for Sundays, I'm a, I'm a two-hour guy. Like whatever – Whatever that service is, I'm typically two I, hours before that. There's I had just I know there's going to be issues, and I'm probably going to have to help fix them. I, anyways, I, I showed up. My key volunteer was already there. He beat me, which was incredible. And he said, "Buddy, we got we got nothing." I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, we, we got we've got no internet. Which I'm like, okay, so that's pretty typical. Like, if you on a Sunday, we reset all the routers, and still nada, no signal, no nothing, no internet. Tim, we call Spectrum, our internet service provider. And they say, we're not seeing anything from our end. Like We can't even, you guys don't even exist on the grid right now. And I said, well, we just had several large modulars moved on our property. Some of them were removed from our property. One of those modulars was connected to the tap, which our internet goes into. And it sounds like water when you say tap. I was thinking, is there a water pipe full of internet? Is that how the internet works? It's but it's not. Tap. I don't know. I do know. I've watched them work on this tap. And all of our fiber cabling, Stephanie When they're says, figuring out where they should put it, does the one guy look at the spot and say, I'd tap that? And then the other guys are like, hey, I'd tap that too. And then they all... That is inappropriate. Not pertinent to the story. Our fiber was severed. Stephanie says it should have been protein. I didn't get the joke. And she said, Tim, you didn't laugh at my joke. And I, it took me about five minutes. It was not protein. It was fiber. And the I get cable it. was oh, I get it. severed. wasn't strong enough. And we lost all internet on all of our campus. No hotspot was doing the trick. No nothing. So 30 minutes before service. It's a service, good thing you have a giant cell tower on your property that is that's not, not active yet. and running yet. Just think of the, of the 5G speed you would have had, but no. So, so they send out a team. Of course, they're not going to get there in time. And we have to go to plan B, which is we record our service and we upload as soon as we can upload. So that's what we did. It was not easy. I was able to laugh about it on stage. But but you cried. You were texting me inside, as I was driving I was crying. to church. It was very distracting. It was a very difficult Sunday. I was trying to come up with solutions for you, and you were saying, you're not – I don't need you to solve my problems. I need you to listen to my problems. I just wanted you to hear me. I'm not talking because I want a solution. I just want to feel heard by you. Did you try your hotspot? Yes, Andrew. We tried our hotspot. (laughs) Gosh. Every time I text him with an issue, Andrew is immediately like, well, here's what I would do. You're not here. I'm a fixer. I try to fix things. That's how I show that I care. (sighs) I I try to fix things to show that I care. Well, yesterday our internet was working. I'm so happy Tim, to hear that. Although somehow the same video settings that we're using today, that hopefully you don't have a lag between our mouths and our audio, video. I don't know how to use words today. Um, but words are tough. We have it set for a lag now, and yet yesterday we didn't need it, and so everything I said, looking back at the video, the words would come out. And then the audio would come out. I mean, our audio's fine. Right? I think our audio works just fine right now. My my jaw's getting sore. This is we're gonna the, get in trouble for doing that. This is that. the most workout I've had. Patrick in says, "Tim, you were time. being such a girl, needing him to hear you." That that is accurate. I don't think that, that is accurate. No way are we allowed to say that anymore. Austin no, no, says, "Did you take the internet out and blow in it <laughs> like an old?" Game cartridge, I should have I think that what Matt said makes the most sense. Maybe you need a new AOL CD. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not friends with Matt Mosley on Facebook, you really should be. It, his content is very entertaining, and I laugh just about every day when I'm scrolling through. Like, you know how sometimes you'll scroll through and be like, oh, that's funny. I need to send it to this person, and then the person that you think you need to send it to is that person. I don't know Matt in real life very well. And yet I see his stuff on the internet, and I just think, this is funny. This is things that make me chuckle. Tommy C. Shelton says, I'll just listen, Tim. And that's really all I needed in that moment. I'm sorry. I had a great team. I am sorry. uh, And I learned this from from Tommy C. Shelton. My team was very bendy in the moment. They were flexible. They were able to adapt and move. So, Andrew, has there been a a situation in in ministry land for you where you You have had to— You didn't tell me there would be questions. This is a pop quiz. Where you had to (sighs) adapt. straws in the shot. You had to adapt on the fly because things weren't exactly going the way you thought they were going to go. 
Like this should be a required seminary course, right? Like how like to adapt. How to adapt. Because it's going to happen. What to do when things don't do what they're supposed to do 101. That would be a great class. I would take it. I, I need it. I feel like it would be a pass-fail class. It wouldn't be like a... Pass-fail. Yeah. What would the books be for that class? Just real-life examples of things going horribly wrong. I feel I like it would, not, it would not be an academically strenuous class, therefore I would definitely take it. My favorite class in all of seminary was Christian camping. Ooh. We went camping. Can't be a, that had to have been a pass-fail. No, uh, no that, was, uh, that was the easiest A in all of seminary. We went to Pine Cove. Anybody out there in Texas land watching? The uh, former head of Pine Cove had just finished a doctorate, and so he was a Dallas Seminary alum, and mm-hmm. they had him teach a class. I think the class is now called Outdoor Ministry, but it was a week-long class between semesters, and it was amazing. Jeff Roberts calls them blood pressure-raising situations, and they do. I call them shirt-sweat-through situations. Andrew, that's called life for you. I know. I sweat through shirts sometimes. Patrick says, so are we all having live services or just digital? We were doing in-person as well as online, so we went ahead with our in-person services, recorded both of them, and just picked the best <laughs> one to upload later. Jerry says, Earthling for life. <laughs> that's another person that just makes me laugh. Sometimes certain people's humor, they they just get me. They do get They you. just get me. Tim, we uh, were talking this week about different sermons. I realize we you diverted the question altogether, by the way. Oh, like it's when is a situation that things didn't go? I mean, go. we can come back to it. It's fine. I, all the time. All the time things don't go to plan. That's part of life. It's part of life. It's part of ministry. I th- Dylan, I things that. aren't always going to work out the way you thought they would. That was a great it's like, youth pastor lesson for youth pastor Dylan. So no one told you life was going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. You're, I don't want to say that your love life's DOA because that would make me sad. Sing that song. Now we have to. What's the name of that band? That, I don't it's, know. It's affiliated with a show that's, that's not allowed right now. That as woke as we are. But look. Oh, someone commented. Pivot. Ross. That's funny. Carol E. Smith says, pivot! For the that's Ross a, gift joke. It's a, a good song. Uh, this week, I, I did. I, I called you on a Wednesday. You because, called me on a Wednesday. Because my sermon was, I'm talking within a few hundred words of being done, which is very, which, very rare. And you and I was like, dude, me too, which and, is very rare. I'm a Saturday night yep. polisher. You're like, I know mm. what I'm doing. I get my stuff to the praise team and everything. The Rembrandts. But, but, it's, the the, yeah, it's the Rembrandts, not the Rembrandts. Well, re, I know, but it's pronounced the remembrance. R-E-M. You weren't alive when Friends was on because you're a toddler. I wasn't allowed to watch Friends, true story. I believe you. Yeah. So where I went to college, Clearwater Christian College, Fortress of Faith Instruction. Ooh, new segment, Lessons and of for knowledge. <laughs> we need a graphic, like a, the it's more coming. you know kind of thing coming Guys, across the a, screen. We need a graphic for Lessons for Dylan, uh, preferably a motion graphic. If it was a motion graphic with a transparent background, that's what, we would, that's what we're looking for. Um, Jerry, are you on it? You can but, draw this. But <laughs> hand draw or belt draw? Ooh. Belt draw this. Um, so the dorms of Clearwater Christian College had no televisions. We could only watch news and sports in the student lounge. And so As any good Christian the should. nearest gym to the college was a Gold's Gym. And I remember when Friends was on, it would be like everybody on campus would be at Gold's Gym going two miles an hour on the treadmills so they could watch Friends. Because I went to college in 2001, wow. and that was a true story. Wow, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Nothing. There's to- zero ministry application to that. And if you're watching this show or listening to the podcast later on, just know that we are aware that sometimes there's zero ministry application here, and that's because why you're here. It's Monday. It's Monday. There's enough serious ministry shows out there with real tips and tricks. There really is. This isn't one of them. This is an excuse for us to hang out on the clock. 2001, you child. Well, I am a child. I was in eighth grade. Um, Yeah, I'm a lot older than you, Tim. Well, We've established this. Andrew, in our conversation on Wednesday, when we were nearing the end of our sermon writing, I said I, I really felt like this one just came together. I, I found some good commentary, some good sermons that had been written on this that I was able to splice and use. And it felt like it literally wrote. Itself. I've had I've had two in a row, which is nice because the two of our first three weeks back in this new reality of meeting in person while doing online stuff as well. 
and two of the three sermons have been I sit down, I'm ready to write, and then six hours later, everything is done. Like I could go preach this tonight, and it's Tuesday. This was a this was and a three hour process. I mean, I I'm very rarely done in three hours, and it was I, was, I put an extra two in on Saturday. Just I told just you polishing. on Wednesday that my biggest issue was I had to eliminate a couple hundred words. Yeah, you were because you were like nearing I was four thousand. Like, I was not nearing. I was I think I was at thirty three hundred, and I was trying to get to twenty six hundred. Just rounding up, but. And it was it was still too long. I think I ended up at 29 minutes, and my goal is 25 right now. Stephanie watches but, Gilmore Girls while she runs. They talk faster, so she runs faster. They do talk fast. They do talk very fast on those Gilmore Girls. But it's what do you do when you're used to spending hours and hours on a sermon, and then it just kind of writes itself? Or what do you do when you're studying and studying and writing and writing, and it's just not getting done? That's, that's, that's the other thing. So... Those are not the best weeks. Yeah, the, the the third of the three weeks that we've been back was a sermon that I did not feel comfortable with at all. And I was like, well, here we go. This is what I got. This is what I'm preaching. Mm-hmm. And the minute I said amen, my phone started to blow up with texts of, that was great. That was wonderful. And I was thinking, I didn't know at 9.15 how this plane was going to land. And yet, here we go. You so didn't. I don't know what what do you do when a sermon writes itself? What do you do with your extra time, Tim? Do you pray? Do you meditate? Do well, you? Uh, it's funny because the extra time do you deal never with, really turns uh, into extra time. Do you deal another, with internet issues? Another project ch- comes up. If you have been following my socials or my church's socials, you would know that we have about a thousand different projects happening at the same time. You do, including a brand new roof going on as we speak. As Snapped we speak. some pictures this morning. Uh, modulars being removed. New office space. Uh, Painting, like it's just, there's, it is there's a, a whole lot. lot of stuff going on, but what you so so right I, now I realize obviously that, that's there's where my there's never ac- extra time. You're never like, hey, I've got extra time. I'm going to just take a nice walk. But what do you do when the opposite happens and it's ten thirty on Saturday night and you are still wondering what's how you know yeah. how oh. to make the application I mean, points? There, there are going to be weeks where we're there. I mean, I've. I think I'm coming. How many weeks in a row have you preached, by the way, since since guest preacher? It's been January. Okay, that's what I thought. Like it was mine, mine was March, so I, you've got you've got me. I'm coming up on 13, 14 in a row, and I'm just starting to kind of feel the the fatigue. I've, like there's there's a rhythm like like a running back. Mm-hmm. Like you get in that rhythm, and you, you yeah you don't you need you, the rock. you need consistent touches, right? But you also need to take a series off. We're yeah I'm, I'm we are out of town to needing that series at off. the end of July, and so okay we're, it's we're kinda, mid to late July. We've got our sermon calendar ready and so i'm preaching for you dylan um it hasn't even really been discussed all that much sorry there's a few possibilities sounds like a so it's not a sore subject uh we haven't discussed it i have not he might be terrible i don't know i hired him because i like his girlfriend i mean you hired him and you have not heard him preach or teach I, i there's a difference though he's preach or you've heard him teach i've heard him i've I've read what how he writes I've had many conversations. I, I, I trust him. I, I know how he writes. I know how he thinks. And again, I hired him because I like his girlfriend. Dylan, is that an exaggeration? No. <laughs> that's a true story. I mean, I like that's the problem is that they're never allowed to break up now because now I'd have to choose sides because that's messy. You know, I was her youth pastor for a bunch of years. And Carol then says she introduced you like me to him. his GF. Yes, Carol. Yes. Andrew just admitted to liking his GF. It's It's different. It's cool. I was her youth pastor. It, yeah, I don't know if that makes it better. That, actually, I know nothing about it. That, <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how to reply to that. I'm just gonna be quiet for a minute. You got a guest speaker coming up in so, July. I've got a missionary coming in to speak for me while while I'm away. Um, but we also have another church that's meeting in our fellowship hall. You do. So the joke was, hey, this is great. I can just have him preach, and then you know, that way he gets a, a dry run through his sermon, and then walks 40 feet into his church. And uh, that, that there's probably, no way you're doing that. No, but that, that was the joke of this is great. He and I could just uh, trade off a few times. Like, hey, do you want to come preach here, and I'll preach there, and I mean, we'll, we each get a break. Yeah, we could. We I think that'd be that'd be fun. We'd each uh, feel like we were getting a, a week off. I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen quite that How way. How many but. Sundays do you take off typically? 
I I have you just just so if you guys don't right, we've had this conversation before. Yes. But Andrew is very very bad about missing Sundays. It's it's bad. Um, it's ve- like it's real bad. Like and, we have had serious discussions about. I don't, you I don't need I don't, like I don't, he holds that pulpit so tight. No, I I could care less. I would I would love for other people to to come can. in more. Um, the church that I was at previously, I I I could Riley not. says he'll be in town in two weeks. There you go, Riley. We'll talk. Um, the church I was at previously, I I couldn't take weeks off, and just because of the role that I was in and the the senior pastor that I was serving under, I kind of when when I was preaching, I needed to be there, and was he and when he was preaching, I also needed to be there, and so that kind of got me in this weird mindset of I might have four Sundays off a year, but I'm not going to take them. Tommy Shelton says he has he he takes about four Sundays I'm, off a year as well. Four just. I doesn't seem like a lot. I have four Sundays that are paid off days, but ideally I would like to get to the point where I'm preaching 42-ish Sundays a year. And Riley says having, we are allowed two Sundays a year. That's wild. Patrick says mm-hmm. two as well. Uh, I have four in my salary package. I am expected to be gone for vacation days, four weeks a year, and I have study leave on top of that, but I don't take it all because I, two I like being so at far. church. I like my people. One in January, one in March, and I will save my other absences for <laughs> football season. You, yeah. you know, I, my, yeah. there's no secret here. My, my church knows this about me. I typically don't miss a Sunday um, until the Jaguar season starts. I I'm not ashamed of that. No, I mean, everyone nor just should you be. Knows that that's the deal. I've already got the games mapped out. Do you you're have we- one you have? You're wearing a Jaguars Apple Watch band right now. Uh, yeah, Father's Day. Game. I'm sure it that was a very happy Jaguars Father's Day. I'm sure there. that that was in the clearance section because who would pay full price for a Jaguars? See how thin this is. It is very, very, it's thin. very thin. It's lightweight. Is it weird that I like the smell of my Apple Watch band? That like the the oh rubbery sweat of of my Ask forearm. Stephanie, I do this I've, about 10 times a day. I, I don't think I would like this. It's not there anymore. I would, don't think I would like the smell of yours, but it's like my own personal, my own personal brand. <laughs> Hang on. Speak. This is really. So when I say my own personal brand, of course, I think of the phrase, you're my personal brand of heroin from Twilight. Why are we talking Twilight, Tim? Dominique says, first time watching, love it, new fave. Probably until Boom. that just happened. Dominique Sorry. said immediately, he um, just deleted his comment. So, um, Twilight, the cult classic vampire love stories. I remember. Because you were in middle school when they came out. Um, Tim. I was. High school. Here's the thing. We are of an age now where uh, I did a wedding this weekend. You did. And the song that the bride and groom walked back up to the aisle towards. And this was like a fancy wedding of, I don't know, let's say that I've done 50 weddings over the past eight years. I would say this is top two or three, like, coin spent on this wedding and the song that the couple walked up the aisle to was a song popularized by a twilight soundtrack really and i thought are we that old that you didn't even fill me in that, on this. that the little girls that thought this is the most beautiful song ever that's what i want my wedding to be like while watching breaking dawn part one uh i mean they're they're now applying those songs than wanting you know the walk to remember soundtrack how dare you? How dare you go there? <laughs> was um, it played at your wedding? Yes. Was it really? I think so. Um, Melissa, if you're watching, I know Only Hope from A Walk to Remember was featured somewhere. I don't know if it was actually in our wedding. Sorry, Dominique. Dominique is not a guy. Dominique is a girl and misses for Dallas games. And she there goes you go. every year. Uh, I get I it. Love, I love it. I love it. But um, I just thought, wow, this is a this is odd. This like I'm so I'm standing up there waiting for the the bridesmaids and groomsmen to walk up, and I'm thinking, I know that this song is from Twilight. How many people sitting at this beautiful wedding at this incredibly expensive resort know that this song is from Twilight? I don't know. You knew. I knew. 
I I'm knew. sure the the happy uh, couple knew. I mean, maybe they discovered it on someone's Spotify playlist later, but in my brain, it was this is a Twilight song. Patrick, so, I think you did. Patrick says, Tim, didn't I take the youth group to see A Walk to Remember? Uh, I think that was. I a saw thing. A Walk to Remember on a date, not with my wife, but with Alexis Keller, who I don't think is watching because that would be awkward we are we are friends on facebook i'm pretty sure we did it was she went to stetson in good old deland florida so it was at the theater in deland florida and i was a student at clearwater christian college at the time and going to movies was a demeritable offense so it's a good thing that that school has since closed first movie you saw in the movie theater first movie i saw in the movie theater was dr doolittle mine was leave it to beaver and my second or third was dr doolittle um, I was grounded for a month for going to see Dr. Doolittle. Mm-hmm. Um, that same summer, I also – I also. do you know what? It might have been Armageddon that I saw first because they were they came out that same summer, and maybe Dr. Doolittle was the one that I got caught going Doolittle to see. Doolittle was 97, right? Armageddon 96. Summer of – yeah, summer. Of, so it was summer between 8th yeah. and ninth grade. Mm-hmm. I'm, like I'm really weird about remembering specific years. Dylan's saying, yeah, that's the year I was born. No. Yeah. no, no I'm saying Mike Patricia was on Attack of the Clones. Was Attack of the Clones? Attack of the Clones. Wow. Wow. So I want to I want to go to this talk about this wedding. First of all, something ridiculous happened at this wedding, and not that ridiculous. I said it was. I feel like I sold it too much. Like everybody's loving this walk to discussion. You'll love this story, Tim. I'm listening. So there I am at the wedding. Um, it was at a very expensive resort on Clearwater Beach. Mm. Uh, I believe I texted you as I was waiting for the rehearsal, and you I did. said, "Hey, it turns out." The cheapest room here is $508 a night. It took me about 10 minutes to understand what you were saying, and then I realized, oh, he's doing yeah. a wedding right now. Um, I went – so that is not the room that I went to because after the wedding, the wedding was at 645. Wait, did you stay the night? I did not stay the night. Oh. Um, the wedding was at 645 and at about 9, so the wedding had been done since about 715. Mm-hmm. It was about 9. They had taken pictures, and everybody was in the reception. I was invited to the reception, but I was like, no, no, i got to preach the next morning. i got to go. Sure. Um, the groom realized that he had left the marriage license in his suitcase, and they were about to go be introduced to everybody mm-hmm. waiting at the reception. And so the hotel sales manager says, oh, here you go. And the room keys at this hotel are on wristbands uh, so that you can, you know, yep. so that if they see you in the pool sure. and whatnot. Also, the wedding was right next to the pool. And there were drunk idiots yelling as people were walking down the aisle, uh, like, don't do it. Uh, so, and I'm like, if I was spending 30 grand on a wedding yeah. and a shirtless guy with dreadlocks that looked like Tim used to look uh, was like yelling at my bridesmaids. I would never do that. I, uh, no, I wouldn't say that you would ever do that. But there were two instances of people yelling during the wedding ceremony. shirt off with dreadlocks. That was a regular occurrence. Um so the sales manager gives me her master key to the hotel and says, oh, it's in the bridal suite. You know, so the groom tells okay. me where the marriage license is, and they send me up to the bridal suite as the reception is getting started. Is that where they were going to spend the night? That is where they were going to spend the night. Um, did you hop in the bed? I did not. No. So, so I go up there, and I think like the bride and the bridesmaids had used the room to get ready because it was room 1501 of the Opal Sands. Mm. So it's the top floor yep. of the southernmost hotel. Mm-hmm. On a beach that is very long northwise. Sure. So I, I get up there. I'm like FaceTiming my wife. I'm like, this is the most ridiculous hotel room I have ever been in in my life. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine that my monthly mortgage payment would be less than one night in that room. But it was pretty. Did you it was it? lovely. I did. And what you I spent about eight seconds in there? I spent about, I had to find his suitcase, go through his suitcase, and find. <laughs> Uh, the marriage license. So it was good. It was just one of those very unique wedding experiences. And it's the first wedding you've done in a while. It's the first wedding I've done post-quarantine. You were, I would you were s- giddy to do a wedding. I would say post-COVID, but we're not post-COVID, but it was post-quarantine. The first wedding I've done, it was one of the four weddings that I had on the schedule in May that yeah. got rescheduled. It was an exciting, exciting time, and I ate a whole lot of sushi at the cocktail hour, Ooh. and... I wish I would have had a little bit more. Did you did you stay for the after party? I did not because I had to preach Sunday morning, and uh, I was happy to be invited to stay. What are you doing on your phone right now? I'm just pulling something up that you sent me. Okay, continue. I don't remember what I sent you. Now oh, you, you oh oh now something. I do. I remember now. Hey, while Tim is pulling this up, I remember what it is, and uh, I want to talk to you for a minute. 
about Digital Youth Camp, Tim. D-Y-C. Look, the church isn't going to camp this summer, but that's okay because camp is coming to the local church. Here's how this works. Uh, you contact DYC. You use the code DYC2020MAM. Ma'am, 50 bucks off. You get 50 bucks off, and you have eight sessions of preaching and worship. You have some activity sessions. You have... You have a magician, not a magician. You have Jared Hall in your youth room or wherever it is that you're watching this, and you plan it like a D now. You say, hey, we're going to do some missions projects. We're going to do some games around the church. And for less money than you would have spent to rent 15 passenger vans to take your kids to camp this summer. For one 15 passenger van. The amount of money it would cost you to rent one 15 passenger van for six days, you have camp at your church for your kids it's beautiful. It is a beautiful. Have them bring sleeping bags and Axe body spray, and you get the whole camp experience. DYC right there. Twenty twenty, ma'am. Go check them out. DYM University. Hashtag train your team. Get all of your team, your leaders, thinking and get working, speaking and the same language. Get them on the same page. Get everybody there trained up to serve your students. To show the parents in your ministry, look how trained our volunteers are. If we take training our volunteers this seriously, how seriously are we going to disciple your children? I almost said disciple the crap out of your children, but I don't think that's the copy that DYM wants us to read. It's not. And I don't think that you could actually disciple the crap out of somebody. That would be. Hashtag train your team. Hashtag train your team. Give central. Centrally give. The easiest and fastest way to collect funds for your church. Whether that's tithes and offerings, registrations and payments, there's no better way than Give Central. We love it, and we also love that we are a proud, 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 very proud, proud, proud part of the DYM Podcast Podcast Network. Network. I love it when that happens. That was really good. There's a lot of great content out there. We are not one of those shows, but there are shows with really legitimate content. There's some shows that are very deep, tackling the issues. The The Youth Ministry Soul Keeper. Go check out what James is doing there. There's so much good stuff, so much awesome content. If you want to actually learn something and better yourself in ministry, turn this podcast off. Go find something If else. you're a middle school pastor, go check out the Middle School Ministry Podcast. As Ronald Long is commenting, holla. Or is that? No, we see you, Ronald. Or is that? Hola. I don't know. Reading is hard. Five days ago, Andrew tagged me in an Instagram. I tagged Tim in an Instagram. And this is that how this is his how, feelings. This is how slick Andrew is. He doesn't he doesn't comment anything. Nope. There's no discussion on this. Uh-uh. He just he just tags me because he knows I will go read it. I wanted you to read it. He knows we've been having this discussion, as has many it. of you. I want you to hear how this is Andrew's thought process. This is what he thinks of you out there. This isn't just me. This is this is what I think of each and every. But here's the difference: most of the people oh, oh, watching, there's, there's no... most of the people watching, our friends that are watching us right now are youth pastors. They didn't have a say in this decision, whereas you actually made the call to uh, not value. No, I'm not going to let you. No, I'm not going <laughs> to let you backtrack here. Now, okay. Before we read this, the Instagram account. Let's see how many followers he has on this on this account. 1,300. So that's okay. a good number of followers. 1,300 followers. This is not a thought leader in the field of ministry. Andrew that's not what I'm saying. clickbait. Yes, Sam. That is That's kind of what true. I'm saying. But notice that when our church regathered here at the beginning of the month, the same time that your church regathered, we said as a church leadership team, it did not make sense for our church to regather if we could not have our children's ministry. Okay. I, you're argue. I haven't even read the quote. Right, I'm already go. arguing. Go. How is this going to be a fair discussion? I'm just saying, I'm getting that point out there. And no, Tim said, no, you're trying to set them up before I even And read Tim this. said, what? We don't have the volunteers Were yet. You on a debate team? This is not how this works. We need a moderator. <laughs> Dylan. Quote One of the saddest things I've seen in this reopening process is that some churches across the mm. country. Hang on. Your wife said that the music is still playing. My bad. Listen, we like that music. I wrote that song in GarageBand. Quote, quote, one of the saddest things I've seen in this reopening process is that some churches across the country churches are planning to reopen without any form of kids ministry. None. Zero. Not so subtle message you are sending to your kids ministry team and their parents is what they have all suspected all along. Kids ministry is nothing more than babysitting so that adults can sit freely in the main room. How do you feel about that statement, Tim? 
How do you feel about that statement? The statement that says, because we did not open kids ministry, we don't value kids or young families. I mean, look, socially distancing children is hard. It is difficult. I mean, it's easier when you have seven. Oh, that's just my house. We have way more than seven here at the church. But when you have a kids ministry with actual kids in it and more than three young families attending, it is difficult. We need a plethora of volunteers. We've thought and prayed through this decision. It was not easy. I didn't want to not trust me. I have five kids myself. I would love for my wife to be able to attend church physically, but we Seven made this call. moms who can't come to church because there's now childcare just because there's no childcare just saying so not only oh it was not an easy call oh i it it was painful and andrew and i we we went back and forth here because i knew he was going to open kids ministry we no matter said what it did not he make said, sense andrew for said, us as I'll a church open kids ministry even if we only have one volunteer i'm like we would never put our children said that in harm's way i know we had elders that said if Ever. i can't be in the service for the next season so that we can have children's ministry. Dominique so says, we haven't opened our kids' ministry yet. Well, Dominique, I hate to say it, Andrew thinks you don't love kids. Um, I don't think that. I just tagged you in a post that basically— and again, the account that we're not, we're not even sharing the account that said it because he's basically a Christian shock jock. He's trying—and Sam Rudkin said that I'm clickbait. This guy's clickbait. He— he says he, he says things that try to get pe- that tries to get people riled up. I get that, but that's just the conversation that we've been having for years, not years. Sam says he probably hates pets of this, too. Um, that I, I, I do hate pets. It's so. one time Tim promised his son Aaron when they found out that their youngest child was was going to be a girl. When. I I there's a video when they found out that it was a girl, and Aaron was so sad because he was now going to have four sisters and be the only boy. And Tim said, don't worry, buddy. We'll get you a boy puppy. I've seen the video. The video exists out there. And how old is uh, how old is that child now? I believe she just had a third birthday. Avery is three. Derry says, right, I'm mm. here outside of the fact that Tim hates kids ministry. What did I miss? Um, I went to a wedding, Derry, and they walked up the aisle to a Twilight song. That's how old we are. Jonathan Tripp says, I had a pastor once that said if parents didn't want their children in the main service, then they should think twice about having kids. Not saying I agree, but <laughs> what? that's what was said. What? <laughs> Did that pastor have kids? <laughs> Dominique says, I agree. Not easy. I am the in the kids' men department, and we have so many kids, and I agree. We didn't, So she's in the same boat that we were in. We, we didn't have enough volunteers to socially distance, so we took the extra three or four Sundays to build up our volunteer base, and now we're going Again, to reopen our kids' ministries. we had elders say, as an elder, I will model servant leadership, and if that's what it, if it takes me having to go back and watch like the service that. online, I do like that. then so be it. But I do not like the message that it sends to our families to say we are going to reopen but not have children's ministry. Now, what's great for us is that for months we've been trying to figure out how to incorporate our kids into our whole church worship, and like we we had a big thing with our denomination, someone come in like here's what some other churches are doing. So we had these possible plans in place of why don't we try this? Why don't we try this? And now because of the season that we're in, the kids, every kid, whether they're you know birth to fifth grade, is starting the service in the row with their parents. Jonathan says singing he, a few songs he did together. Have kids and he kept them. In and the then the kids go to our <clears throat> Harbor Kids program after ten or twelve minutes so that. They don't have to be socially distanced as long. So did, socially distanced did, as long. Did any in our of your kids ministry. elders or leaders have to actually step in? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. One of our elders is working with my wife every week in the kids ministry. So you had elders and, say. I just want to clarify. Yes. This. You had elders say plural that we will do whatever it takes to make sure our kids ministry opens yes. on day one, yep. including serving in kids ministry because we want to communicate the message that kids ministry matters. Let me. Uh, let me say that again for the people in the back. Our church leadership said, "Okay, I'm listening." We value our families, mm-hmm. our young families, and it does not make sense for us to regather as a church if our children cannot be there. Therefore, as a church leadership team, it is on us to make sure that that area is well staffed and the kids and families are well cared for. So, have you seen the reverse of this yet? 
My I, my, I, my uncle's church, they, they opened up and they said... Oh, I love this. They said, hey, <laughs> young families, uh, we're here for you. If you do not have kids elementary age or younger, you are not welcome back yet. That's... I have not seen that, but I think it's wild and I love it. You love it? I don't... I, wait, wait, wait. I, I'm so confused here. So you're you're not okay. I don't... Hang on, hang on. No, quote, wild <laughs> and I love it. So you're okay with alienating an, an older generation. Stephanie Miller just says, I, just commented, I love that. So basically your wife and I are on the same page in everything. And uh, you just How want... Am I losing this? You want, the peop- you want the old people with their money to come back to church and you don't care about young families. And your wife and I... The two most important people in your life are together saying we need to model I can't, servant leadership. I can't believe I'm losing here. And ministering to young families. I feel like I am legitimately losing. You Where are. Aren't there other people here? I mean, Dominique and I were the only ones who said we're, we're in the same boat. Has no, anybody else not it, uh, brought look, back kids we, ministry? We canceled our VBS, as I think just about everybody did. Um, but it also for our church, if we said, families, you're out of luck, um, they would be a fairly empty room. I mean, we so, never said families, you're out of luck. No, but... But you're saying by but, not bringing but, back kids, but by saying, we've said families, you're out of luck. I didn't say that. Your wife said, I just want to go back to church again. Steph again, says, don't get me involved in this. Again, Steph, being, you're involved. Being the spouse of a pastor is just a double-edged sword to begin with because you're a single parent on Sunday mornings <laughs> no matter what, which, yeah, is, not fair. It's not which fair. is not fair to anybody. But the the hard reality is... Not many churches that are not offering children's ministry are not giving good solutions for, hey, we want your kids in the worship center, and we know that's going to be a little bit louder. Here's a coloring sheet. Here's this. When Several weeks ago when we were talking about churches reopening too soon, we were mocking the church that said, just bring your kids and have them bring an an iPad and headphones. Um, But how is bring an iPad and headphones any different than – Sorry. All right. Andrew, You're worshiping from home. The comments are pouring in. Jeff Let's says, no kids for us yet. Open yesterday. Tyler says, we didn't bring back Kidsmen yet. We don't have the volunteers, and our elders aren't as holy as Andrew's. Uh, that's what it is. <clears throat> Tommy C. Shelton, nursery on day one, full Kidsmen one month later, so back in the full swing first Sunday of July. That's us. We'll be back in the full but swing. But you didn't July. offer nursery day one. No, we did not. Derry says, we're regathering on July 5th. Kids July 12, kids staff is overwhelmed getting ready, but elders and deacons are stepping in, offering to help serve. Love that. Our student staff is jumping in as well, pushing our student leaders to jump in. That's great. Yep. That's great. I love that. Jake, we haven't started Kidsmen yet either, but we are doing what we can to make sure there is still some type of lesson slash program every week for families. Jake, thank you for bringing that up. So are we. We've teamed up with Minnow. And they have been putting together a killer... When you say we, we've teamed up with Minnow, what you're saying is we're sending out a YouTube link. But it sounds way cooler to say we've teamed up. It does sound way cooler. So we send out a link to their to their uh, kids' minutes. It's like 30 to 45 minutes, mm-hmm. and it's my kids love it, and so do other kids. We're, Tommy we're says, also sending out a full playlist. kids not to lick each you, other. You can't tell little kids not to lick each other. You can't tell little kids not or to be socially distant. We had a family that was back for the first time yesterday, mm-hmm. and... Within 14 seconds, I think one of their kids had hugged 12 people. Yeah. You're just going to steal some of my water? Oh, I thought you were going to go for the straw. I was going to say. Because Tim's a germaphobe. So, and it was, and she is the sweetest little girl ever. And she hugged me. And like, what do you, of course, you hug her. You hug, if someone's hugging you, you hug them back, especially. Okay, how many if, hands have you shaken? None. I don't, I won't shake hands. I'll, I I'll, can't. I'll fist bump or I'll give someone my. But I'll, if their hand is out, I'll, you will then. I'll chicken wing and give them my elbow, but I'm not shaking hands. And I'm I'm wearing a mask. I, um, as pe- as people are coming in, I'm wearing a mask, and then I'll put the mask on to like greet people as they're leaving. Yesterday, I went to talk, and between glasses, over the ear, coachman mic, and mask, there's too many things on my ears, and my mask snapped yesterday at the Ooh. beginning of the service, and it, like the elastic hit me in the ear, and it stung. I didn't even complain about that yesterday, but it hurt. Jonathan says, our midweek kids' ministries are out for summer. Sunday morning kids' ministry is not meeting. We do have Sunday school, but the kids' classes don't have any coming yet. Uh, Stephanie Miller says, for the record, because I love my husband. She does. uh, Tim did offer child care for the kids of our staff members who need it in order to make Sunday mornings work. We did. Which I get. I understand. And it's you have to differentiate between we have child care for the 
staff because there's a lot of staff kids, but we don't have the volunteers. And sometimes the people that sign up to be on in leadership need to realize that that means servant leadership, Tim. Andrew, we've servant, had this discussion servant leadership. many, many times over the last few weeks, and that is no one wins here. No one wins. No, Every, Everyone is wrong. Everybody is, and however you, however you have tackled your reopening strategy, there, someone's going to. There's going to be a blogger. There's going to be a shock jock on the internet that says, "Listen, the way that you have done your reopening is wrong." And the second one family gets sick in our church, us reopening our, with our kids ministry was wrong. You know, there's there's no way that anybody is right Andrew, or anybody is wrong. This. Did but, we not laugh? about other reopening strategies. Yeah. And then immediately afterwards we were like, yeah, that was not cool. Because we realized that there's, no one's there's gonna win. No one know no one knows what they're doing. We talk about how there should have been a seminary class for when your internet goes out. There should be a seminary class for when there's a global pandemic and you have to figure out how to regather for worship. You have to figure out how to have some kind of a compelling service that's going to engage the people. The is so much the, trickier it's than it's way harder than close. And closing closing sucked. And it was like close. What no okay Closing the facility sucked, okay. but reopening the facility is way harder and way more complicated, and I would never send you that if I didn't love you. Jake says volunteers and if have you weren't always, always been a problem for us, even when the pandemic wasn't a thing, so now we have to find people that aren't going to ignore social distancing protocols but feel comfortable serving. Um, volunteers are a problem for every church. Unless you're at Andrews, because his elders will simply step in and lead. There you go. The, that's Tommy says, I can't stop my people from hugging. My people would smear straight COVID on each other <laughs> just to bring Jesus back quicker. Yikes. I am that is a, a little bit disgusted by that, but I've, <laughs> I have long thought on a morning that we needed kidsmen help. Wouldn't it be great if I handed my sermon manuscript to somebody else? And said, "I'm just going to go back and be in with the kids because we need volunteers." Like, wouldn't awesome would that be a great way to get volunteers and should take a week off? Yes, you should publicly be like, "Hey, anybody can do this." Here's my sermon manuscript, and then you go work in the kidsmen and see what happens. Andrew. If you don't get a dozen kidsmen volunteers that day, you know how much I love shock value. You do love shock value. It's almost like crying. You love it that I much. I mean, it's close. Duke says all seminaries will not have that class when they open up. Jeff says, I'm interested to see how seminary classes change moving forward. Well, there's going to be a lot more online, which means— Which doesn't change for me at all. Doesn't, which means you just got to go to the cheapest seminary you can get into because if they're all online, yeah. I I realize that that's a necessity, and but boy, was my GPA way worse in online classes than in-person classes. Stephanie says, this is why I will be staying six feet away from Tommy Shelton tomorrow night. I didn't know you were hanging out with the Shelton's tomorrow night. I guess I didn't get an invite. What? <laughs> Stephanie, comment. I got... What's happening tomorrow night? Oh, boy, it is 11.52, boys and girls. It is getting late. We've got lunch to eat, and Andrew and I are not going to fight or bicker at all anymore because we love each other. Right, Andrew? You were... Hmm. Right all along about kids ministry, I was I was wrong. Yes. See how easy it is yes. for me to admit when I'm wrong. Sometimes you just need to admit when you're wrong. Oh, it's a <laughs> it's a North Bay thing. Never mind. I'm good. I oh, want okay, nothing good. to do I, with that. I didn't really. You didn't know what was going on. I. I. They I get talk. It. The wives talk. I'm not. I get it. I understand. Here's what I also understand. I understand that it's 11:52, Tim. Ooh, Derry says just put a video message on the screen and go serve in the kids ministry. Same effect. Ouch. Just uh, because yeah. the idea being, well, we just put a video on for the kids anyways. Yeah. Or we're telling the families that they need to watch yes. online instead of in person. Derry, I think that's a brilliant idea. And uh, you can good. make it all about have a sermon all about service or all about why so our kids do, ministry matters. So do I pre-record the sermon? Pre-record a sermon. Well, you I mean, at that point, I think if you pre-record a sermon. Yeah. Especially if it's like a very, this is why serving, this is why volunteering matters, mm-hmm. then it's a little bit too gimmicky. Okay. Yeah, I, I love the idea of handing the manuscript to somebody else. Plus, that way you're serving and you know the sermon is only going to be 13 minutes. <laughs> so, so that's another great thing. But 
the uh, I, I feel like the pre-recorded one would be kind of like twisting the knife, but it could also be like, okay, this was planned. This was of course planned. it was. Planned. I, I, I know, of course it's planned. But again, like what pastor what's, who dressed up like the homeless guy? Like, of course I, I know planned. Wow, that homeless guy sure has a lot of video cameras on him right now. Is that the same Greg, thing? Greg Lowry or whoever that was like. Yeah. Like, didn't the people at church notice that there was a tech crew and there's a boom mic directly over the homeless man? Wow. They were being so nice to him. Hmm. Hmm. But Stream still, the sermon as you preach from the nursery. While you're jiggling a kid on your knee? Is it jiggling or bouncing? I jiggle. You've never heard of jiggle, jiggle and baby syndrome. Shaking baby, shaking baby syndrome. Yes. Jiggled baby syndrome, not a thing. My wife and I were having the discussion on jiggling versus bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't. It's... Everybody hopped off already. We, 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 we ended the show. We, uh, <laughs> we've got the music playing now to distract Just from the fact that Tim said that, not me. Also, hey, guess what? We've had this camera the whole time, and we've only used it once. So I don't why know why, why we're setting up. I don't know. But I'm just trying to take any attention off of what you said right now. <laughs> this is probably going to be the last week of both of us being lead pastors. Oh next week, tune into the show to hear from a lead pastor <laughs> and a custodian. Because if Tim doesn't get demoted or divorced, I can't imagine what's going to happen. We love you guys. See you next, See you next week. week.